This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Wednesday, November 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Allen. Here's today's headlines. Trump challenges nervous Nancy. Packers cutting injury rate and Congress told irrigation efficiencies not enough. Trump pressures Pelosi for USMCA vote. The White House impeachment hearings kicking off today. Republicans trying to make the case that the issue is threatening approval of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. Spending yesterday at the Economic Club of New York, President Donald Trump argued the existing NAFTA, which made ag trade virtually tariff-free between the three countries, is, quote, a disastrous pact that sold out American workers. But he said nervous Nancy Pelosi and other House Democrats prefer to focus on outrageous hoaxes and delusional witch hunts, which are going nowhere. Don't worry about it. Trump insisted there is already enough Democratic support in the House to pass USMCA, a sentiment echoed by Senate Finance Committee Chair Chuck Grassley. But House Ways and Means Committee Chair Richard Neal said last night that his negotiations on USMCA with U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer are progressing. Neal told AgriPulse that he will be talking to Lighthizer this week. Neal said last week's trip to Canada to meet with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau on USMCA could not have gone any better. Trudeau told him that they're going to do what they have to do to get this over the goal line, Neal said. For a look uh, into the boom of U.S. exports to Egypt, plus details on the ag spending issue facing congressional negotiators, be sure and read this week's AgriPulse newsletter. We also have a look at the farm economy through the eyes of the nation's ag bankers. Meat industry accident rate hits record low. Meat packers continue to see improvement in job safety. The industry incident rate, which includes injuries and illnesses from processing as well as slaughter plants, dropped to 4.3 cases per 100 full-time workers in 2018. That according to new Labor Department data. The industry rate has come all the way down from 10.3 in 2008 and 20.1 in 1998. The rate for the most serious injuries in meat processing jobs, known as days away, restricted or job transfer, known as DART, fell to 3.6 in 2018, down from 4.6 in 2017. The data continues to prove the meat and poultry industry is committed to the highest standards of well-being of its employees. That is the word of Julianne Potts, President and CEO of the North American Meat Institute. Study. Incentives needed to conserve water. Congressional analysts say more efficient irrigation technologies aren't necessarily reducing water consumption, and the government needs to consider incentives to get farmers to cut back on water use. A report by the Government Accountability Office, the investigative arm of Congress, says farms are often uh, using water efficiency improvements to switch crops that need more water or irrigate more land. GAO started the study with the intent of focusing on policies to promote more efficient irrigation technology and practices such as irrigation scheduling and precision agriculture technologies such as soil moisture sensors. But the analysts say after studying irrigation water flows, they don't believe those policies are sufficient. 
They need to be combined with incentives to farmers to conserve water, that according to analysts. Carbon Credit Plan Moves Ahead A leading effort to promote trading and environmental credits, the Ecosystem Services Market Consortium has appointed science advisors to help develop a voluntary market-based approach, providing incentives to farmers and ranchers to implement conservation practices. The advisors will help the consortium's research arm in the areas of soil carbon and net greenhouse gases, water quality monitoring, reporting and verification, and soil carbon research to quantify and achieve ecosystem service capacities of soils. Meanwhile, in a research paper published in the journal Nature Sustainability, a group of scientists said sniping over the potential for soils to hold carbon is, quote, undermining the potential for policymakers to implement policies that build soil carbon for other environmental and agricultural benefits. The disagreement sprang from a French international initiative aimed at building soil carbon. Scientists have disagreed over the feasibility of the goal. We need to make sure that the debate about how to mitigate climate change doesn't undermine efforts to build soil health for many other things that we care about, like agriculture productivity and water quality. That's Stephen Wood, a soil scientist at the Nature Conservancy and associate research scientist at Yale. Industry groups appeal for extenders. Some 66 national trade organizations, including energy, agriculture, real estate, and construction groups, are urging House and Senate leadership in a letter to take swift action on a package of expired tax incentives, and that includes the biodiesel tax credit. To minimize the economic disruptions and uncertainty for businesses and families, we respectfully ask that the House and Senate send tax legislation to the President in 2019 that includes a retroactive extension of tax extenders at least through 2020, according to the letter. The dollar-a-gallon biodiesel credit has been expired since the beginning of 2018. By the way, Senate Finance Committee Chair Chuck Grassley of Iowa says his committee and House Ways and Means Committee continue to discuss options for moving an extenders package forward. Grassley says the two sides have been negotiating for roughly five weeks. China's appetite for fruit continues to grow. It's a bumper year for deciduous fruit like apples and pears in China. Production is rising sharply thanks to good growing weather, but Chinese demand for the fruit will still outstrip supply, pushing imports to go even higher in the 2019-20 July-to-June marketing year. That according to a new report from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. While demand for imports is rising, that will not translate into more U.S. exports, though. The U.S.-China trade war continues to press on, and tariffs are cutting the Chinese off from the U.S. crop. While production gains will boost the country's fruit exports, apple, pear, and table grape imports will continue to grow, given strong demand for high-quality products, according to the report's conclusion. However, U.S. fruit exports will decrease following the additional tariffs on almost all U.S. agriculture products. Exporters in New Zealand, Australia, Chile, and Peru are expected to benefit the most from China's rising demand. Here's today's He Said It. 
The longer you ride your bike with training wheels, the harder it is to get back to running without those training wheels and understanding the reality of having a budget without that infusion. That Missouri farmer Garrett Rekoff telling AgriPulse that farmers need to be financially prepared for when USDA decides to discontinue trade assistance payments. Senate Democrats released a report yesterday claiming the flawed formula used to determine the 2019 version of the market facilitation program unfairly benefited farmers in the South. Well, that's Daybreak for this Wednesday, November 13th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.